Well, good evening, folks. Good to be with you tonight. Uh, we're, uh, it's always a privilege to come back here. It's always good to hear about a good singing. You keep at it. And uh, I was saying to our brother Tim at the door, I don't know uh, if you ever, you men that take meetings, have you ever come to a meeting and you don't know just what you're speaking on? And it's not easy at times to know the mind of the Lord. And I had something else prepared tonight. But I want you to turn with me to the last book of your Bible, please. Revelation and to chapter 20, please. Revelation chapter 20, we just pray the Lord will have us to speak in this tonight. And once you get there, we're just going to bow our heads in a moment of prayer. And you ask the Lord to speak to you tonight. And we feel this is the word of the Lord for the meeting tonight. I want you just to forget everybody around you tonight. And forget everything that you've done today and everything that you'll do tomorrow. Just switch off and learn them now. I want you just to quieten yourself down for a moment or two in the presence of the Lord. Father, we just come again before thee in attitude of prayer. And Father, we thank thee for every soul that is gathered into our meeting tonight. But Lord, we give thee that personal invitation. We ask that thou will come. We pray, Lord, that the very atmosphere in this little hall will be charged with an awareness of God. We pray, Lord, that you'll take away all distraction from it, and all of sure superficiality. We pray, Lord, as we sit in the presence of God, that we'll know that thou art here. And Father, I stand before thee in great need tonight. We realize, Lord, that we're only vessels of clay, and Father, unless the Lord build the house, they that build it labor in vain. And so, Lord, we ask for that anointing oil to fall upon us. We pray for the preacher and the hearer, like, Lord, that your word will come with a weight and with a power. And Lord, if there's those tonight that are not saved, we pray that indeed that you'll take darts of conviction out of your quiver and draw them to thyself. We ask it in the Savior's name. Amen. Revelation, please, chapter 20. And down to verse 11, please. Revelation chapter 20 and verse 11. If you don't have a Bible, don't worry about that. I'll read it to you. And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. And there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which are written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away and there was no more sea. And we know the Lord will add his blessing to the reading of his word. I want to talk to you for a moment today, tonight about the most solemn day that the world will ever see. 
It'll be the most solemn day in time and in eternity. The reason why I say it will be a day, because you'll find the way back in Acts chapter 17, that God commandeth all men to repent, because he hath appointed a day in which he will judge the world by that man whom he hath ordained. It's a day that some in this meeting, maybe it's the person beside you, it could be the person behind you, or it could even be yourself. You will see and meet this day face to face. It'll be a day when mercy will have gone forever. It'll be a day when grace will be no more. It'll be a day when the opportunity of forgiveness is gone. It'll be a day when the door of salvation is closed. It'll be an awesome, awesome day to stand before God. And often we sing about it. And often we read about it. But friend, let me say this to you tonight in the meeting. There's coming a day, whether saint or sinner, where we'll all stand before the Almighty. That's song. A day when we have an appointment with our Creator. A day when we stand before the Almighty, the one who knows all things, who holds all things, upholds all things by the very word of his power. And we will stand regal before him. You see, we live in a day when you can do when you want, where you want and how you want. There's no accountability. But friend, let me say this to you tonight. There's coming a day of accountability before God. It's an awesome day. Now the picture, picture that I'm going to paint for you for the few moments that I have, I want to say this before I go on. It's not for believers. Those of us in this meeting tonight, we will observe what's going to happen. But we will not participate. But if you're in this meeting tonight and you're not seeing, if you can never go back to a day in your life when you knew that you were a sinner, realized the Lord Jesus died for you, repented of your sin and was born again, you're going to be here. Now I just want you to hold on to that. You see, way back in Luke chapter 16, you read about the rich man. It says that he was clothed in fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. He was a good man. Plenty of money. Plenty of manners and plenty of morals. But it says this, the rich man died and was buried. And in hell he lifted up his eyes, being in torment. Now there's no preacher should ever enjoy preaching about hell. I definitely don't. But friend, what I want to say tonight is hell is not the end. I want you to get that. You see, if you're in this meeting tonight and you're not saved, if you're still in your sin. If you're still separated from a holy God, if you were to die in this meeting tonight, before we went out of this hall, your body would fall to the ground like a bag of spuds, but your soul would go into the chasms of a lost hell, where there's weeping and there's wailing and there's gnashing of teeth. And there's men and women that are there at this very moment. There may even be men and women that were in this hall and they're there tonight. Maybe people that you have lived with, 
Maybe men and women that you've worked with and they've died without Christ and without hope and without God and they're down in the flames of hell at this very moment. That's solemn. That's solemn. That ought to stir our hearts to To think that men and women in Bethlehem going out into a lost eternity. But the most solemn thing is that they'll not always stay there. Hell is not the end. There's more to come. There's coming a day after the millennial reign of Christ that God will resurrect every dead man and woman and they'll stand regal before the Almighty. I want you to think for a moment tonight about this mighty throne. We were singing a moment ago about the throne. I wonder do we know what we're singing. The Lord on the throne. And at this very moment, dear friends, and that's why it would burden our hearts so much, that the eye tonight of the Almighty is upon every one of us in this hall. He knows every thought that went through your mind today. He knows every, every bit of lust and bitterness and unforgiveness. Oh, we can fool each other and almost fool ourselves, but we'll never fool God. Never do. I want you to think for a moment or two about the brilliance of this throne. It says there, cast straight in verse 11, and I saw a great white throne. It's a great throne. Great in its size, great in its majesty, great in its beauty, great in its authority. Great. There's been some great thrones, you know, in our day. Alexander the Great conquered the world at 23 years of age, sat down and wept that he could conquer no more. He had a good great throne. Napoleon had a great throne. Caesar had a great throne. Nebuchadnezzar had a great throne. <coughs> but oh, I say to you tonight, dear friends, this is the greatest throne the world will ever see. It's a great white throne. You see, the Lord Jesus said to his disciples, All power is given unto me in heaven and on earth. Great. Great in its authority. Great in its majesty. Great in its beauty. Great. I want you to picture now, just for a moment, you in the meeting that's not seen. I want you to imagine tonight that if you were to die, you would go down into the flames of a lost eternity. And you'd be there. An awesome thing to be there. I know men that are there. I know women that are there at this very moment. Will you be there? And after the millennial reign of Christ, your soul is resurrected with your body, and here you are on this mighty day, and you stand before the throne. Your father will not be there. No, no, your, your mother will not be beside you. Your husband will not be there. But to stand regal before the Almighty. We're nowhere to go. Nowhere to hide. Nowhere to run. You see the most solemn thing about this tonight. Is this is not a parable. Or not a phantom. As sure as the seat upon which you sit. As sure as the ground upon which I stand. There's coming a day. This is the day. This is the very day. You see, it's a great throne, but let me say this to you tonight. The psalmist talked about a great God. Now just hold on to it. 
You may always say to me tonight, Stephen, God's not interested in me, is he not? You may be say to me, Stephen, there's things in my life and I've done I'm ashamed of. So may you be. But let me say this to you tonight, dear friend, in the meeting. Thank God that there's a great God. And the word of God says that thou art a God ready to forgive. And in this very meeting tonight, it matters not to me who you are, what you've done or where you've been. God can save you in the very seat where you sit. And you know what that tells me? You'll never stand before the throne. Tonight the Lord's a saviour, but on this day he'll be the judge. Not only do you read about great, a great God, Paul said in Ephesians, that there's a great love, greater love of no man than this, than a man who laid down his life for his friend. Young woman in the meeting tonight, always remember this, your friends will not die for you, but thank God the Son of God died for you. Amen. Living he loved me, yes. dying he saved me, oh buried he carried my sins far away rising he justified freely forever one day he's coming oh glorious, glorious. Day. glorious day. you know what i think about the great god tonight? you know what i think about this great love love lifted me lifted me then paul the writer of the hebrews talked about great salvation <laughs> great salvation God has something to give you tonight in this meeting. It'll not be too often you go into a shop and have something to give you. But let me say this to you tonight. God has got something to give you. The wages of sin may be death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Something to be given from God alone. The gift of God. It's a great gift. Not only is there a great God and great love and great salvation, this is what I like. There's a great shepherd. One I love so well. How he hath loved me. Tongue can never tell. Tell me tonight, do you know him? Because if you don't know the great God and have never tasted the great love, if you've never experienced the great salvation and the great shepherd, you'll stand before the great throne. Now just hold on. Not only is the throne, the brilliance of the throne is great, it says that it's a great white throne. Speaks of purity. You see the judge that's going to sit upon this throne. And we'll get to him in a moment. There's no, there's no bias in his judgment. There's no sway in his sentence. Now just give me your attention. You see there's judges that sit on, earth, on, the, uh, 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 on the dock today in our land. And they'll be swayed by public opinion. They'll be swayed by their own judgment. But friend, let me say this to you tonight. Whenever you stand before the Lord Jesus, it'll be a pure, righteous, holy judgment. The great, white throne. You notice, it's not a courtroom that you're coming into. It's a throne. There's no jury here. There's no defense here. Some of you younger men and I know what it's like to see men stand in the dark. There's no appeal here. There's a finality about this. A finality. We were singing a moment or two ago about how the Lord Jesus, we acknowledge thee as Lord and we bow and we worship thee. 
It says in Philippians chapter 2 that there's coming a day when every, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And young man in the meeting tonight, I don't want to be hard, but let me say this. You may not bow your knee now. You may not confess with your tongue now. But friend, always remember this. There's coming a day. Oh, friend, it's a solemn day. I heard the story a few weeks ago of an evangelist over in England. He lived in a caravan. There was two young girls in the village where he was at and they went to make fun of him. And they were pretending that he was a traveller. And they knocked his door and he said, they said to him, Sir, could you tell us our fortune? And he played along with them and brought them into the caravan. Said, uh, <clears throat> show me your knees. He lifted their wee short trousers and he looked at their knees. Show me your hands. And he held out their hands. Let me see your eyes. And he looked up. Showed them her eyes and he says, Open your mouth, I want to see your friends. Aye, he says, I know your future. It's not good. He says, There's coming a day when your eyes will see the, the judge upon the throne. There's coming a day when your tongue will confess and your knees will bow. Let me ask you a wee question tonight. Would that be your future tonight? Not only is there the brilliance of the throne, let me say something to you tonight about the, the beauty of the one upon the throne. It says here in verse 11, And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it. Who is this? Is this Buddha? He does not. Is this Allah? No. Is this one of the millions of gods of Hinduism? No. Who is it? Ah, friend, let me say to you tonight, it's the lowly man of Nazareth, the stranger of Galilee, the one who stepped from the splendors of heaven and lived as a sinless man among men, the man who let men strip him, the man who let men scourge him and spit upon him and crown him with thorns and kneel him to a cross. Oh, he's no longer in a tree, but he'll be on the throne, yes. the throne. And he'll be reigning in majesty and power and authority. You know, you'll not see the hands. You don't mention it. You don't hear any mention of the hands here. You don't hear any mention of the feet that were pierced here. It says there in verse 11, from whose face, I want you to get that one. From whose face the heavens and the earth, they fled away. This is a face that men spat on his face. Remember that day? Roman soldiers came and they cleared their throat and they spat in the face of the Son of God. This is the face where he let men pull the grey hairs from his cheek. This is the face and it says, and they smote him one after another. The face of the Lord, it was so marred more than any man and was far more than the sons of men. Friend, let me say this to you. Whenever you stand before him this day, there'll be no spittle this day. There'll be no hair missing this day. There'll be no smiting on this day. You'll stand regal alone before the Almighty. I know of nothing more that would shake a man to the core. To stand and gaze upon the feet. The face of the one who gave us all for you and all through your life you rejected, resisted and even maybe resented him. 
know you've cared. Best of you. Just picture it. You see, it says here in verse 11, from whose face the heaven and the earth fled away. Think of it. The one, the Lord Jesus, he created the heavens and the earth by the very word of his mouth. What power, what authority. And whenever the heavens and the earth see the Lord Jesus upon the throne, they flee and dissolve into insignificance. They dissolve in his very presence. And that speaks to me again, friends. There's nowhere to run. There's nowhere to hide. Whenever Adam sinned in the garden, he ran and hid under a bush. But God found him. Whenever Moses killed the soldier, he buried him in the sand. But God saw it. Whenever Achan took the Babylonian garments in the wage of gold and hid it under the tent, God saw it. Friend, let me say this to you tonight. There's maybe a man in this meeting and your wife doesn't know what you're at. God God Maybe there's a woman in this meeting and your husband doesn't know what you're at. But oh, friend, let me say this to you. God Almighty knows. That's serious. We're not playing games tonight. Nowhere to hide. Nowhere to run. I'll say it again. Your father will not be there in this state to defend you. Nor will your mother. No, your praying father or your praying husband will not be here. Be there alone before the face of the Savior. With no word around. You get a chance to read Revelation chapter 1 whenever you go home and you'll find about the eyes of the Lord. It says his eyes were as flames of fire. You know what that speaks of? That they penetrate. Now just think of this for a moment. Now. We in Northern Ireland are masters of deception. We're masters of it. John Brown was a famous actor. And I've told you before, he was a famous actor over in America. He reacted to the very, before he died, way into his 80s, early 90s. A news reporter came to him and says, Mr. Brown, how is it that you've been a good actor all your life? This is what he said. I've learned to fake it. Learned to fake it. Learned to play along. Friend, let me say this to you tonight. We may not be conscious of it. We may not be aware of it. But let me say this to you tonight. The eyes of the Almighty are upon us. The psalmist said, Lord, you know my down sittings and my uprisings. Thou understandest my thoughts afar off. The writer of the Hebrews said that all things are open and naked before the eyes of him with whom we have to do. The eyes of the Almighty pierce. There's nowhere to run. Nowhere to hide. And you're there alone. Family hence Pentecostal will be long gone. This meeting will be long forgotten. You there alone before the Almighty. 
Not only is there the brilliance of the throne and the beauty of the one upon the throne. Let me say something about the billions that will be before the throne. I'll just hold on. It says in verse 12, And I saw this, the dead, small and great, stand before God. To stand before him. Think of that. To stand before him. The one that maybe you even shook your fist at in rebellion. The one that you denied and the one you maybe laughed at whenever you were in the pub with the mates and with the friends and you belittled and you laughed and now the day has come and you're standing alone before him with nowhere to run. He said, I saw the dead small and great stand before God. Suicide is not the end. Always remember that. The heart attack's not always, not the end. The cremation is not the end. The dead, small and great, stand before God. There'll be no slouching in this day. There'll be no slipping away this day. The atheist and the agnostic will be there. The addict and the accountant will be there. The bus driver and the businessman, the skeptic and the, the cynic, the rich and the poor, the black and the white, the learned and the literate, the religious and the royal will be there. Will you be there? Out of Balmahish? Heard the gospel for you. Stood and you sang with luster in your heart, loved the music, loved the singing. You'll die and go to a lost eternity if you don't get saved. And friend, the most solemn thing tonight, whenever any preacher stands and preaches about this, this is reality. This is reality. To stand before God. I just want you to meditate on that for a moment. Stand before him. Knows everything there is to know. Knows everything that you've done. Knows everything that you've said. I want you to look at this mass multitude standing before him. I want you to look a little bit closer tonight. Judas will be there. Ah, he was with the Lord for three years, saw the dead raised, saw the lepers healed, saw the blind receive their sight. He'll be there. Will you be there? Pilate will be there. The one who the Lord stood before. And Pilate, he was so concerned and he took water and he tried to wash his hands of the responsibility. But friends, let me say this to you tonight. Water will not take away the Lord. Drugs won't take it away. Drink won't take it away. Immor immorality will never take him away. The need to be saved tonight is more real than ever. And Pilate will be there. Felix will be there. Felix, he, remember, he shook like a leaf. He trembled. King Agrippa will be there. Almost I persuade us me to be a Christian. But friend, let me ask you tonight. I'm coming close to you as I come to a close. Are you going to be there? Are you going to be there? Stand before him alone. And the dead, small and great, stand before God.
Not only about what I say something about the brilliance of the throne and the beauty of the one on the throne and the beings before the throne, let me say something about the books that are at the throne. It says here in Revelation chapter 20 and verse 12, And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were open. You see, dear friends, on this day, God's not dealing with fantasy. He's dealing with facts. And every moment that we have lived ever since that we were born, there's been a scribe in heaven, and he's recorded every lie, every sinful act that we've ever done, things that we have forgotten about years ago. They're under the carpet, they're skeletons in the cupboard. But friend, let me say this to you tonight, with a burdened heart, God has a record of it in heaven. Not serious. And it says the books are open. And every man was judged out of those books according to his works. The books of the law will be there. Joshua talks about the books of the law. You know the law, don't you? The Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not kill. The Lord Jesus says if you hate your brother, you've committed murder in your heart. Do you hate anybody tonight? Somebody you don't forgive you. Come on, I'm coming close to you. Somebody has done something on you and you say, I'm not going to let it go. The Lord says you're guilty of murder. That's not my words, but that. Lord says if you look upon a woman the lust with on her heart, you've committed adultery already with You would maybe never lie with another man's wife, sir. But you maybe would look at them on the television or the internet. Friend, let me say this to you. God has it all written down in heaven. It's all written in the book. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Oh, how that convicts me whenever I think of the things that I said when I was going to sleep. Thou shalt honor the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy strength. Thou shalt honor thy father and thy mother. Thou shalt not covet. And every single one of us tonight in this room have broken the law of God. And water can't deal with that, and communion can't, can't deal with that, and being a member of a church can't deal with that, and being a good person can't deal with it, and singing hymns and doing a daily reading before you go to bed can't deal with it. But oh, listen to this. It's the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, that cleanses us from all of our sin. See, the day a man and woman get saved, you know what happened? God clears the book. Now, just hold on tonight. There's some people in this meeting, and you don't have a clear book. The books of the law will be there. The books of deeds will be there. Every wrong transaction in the business. Written down to Every time that you done something wrong and you knew it was wrong and you went ahead and you did it. Your scribe in heaven wrote it down. You may destroy the hard drives on your computer. God has got a hard drive in heaven, friends, and it's still there this very moment. The books of opportunity will be there. What I mean by that? There's been times, I'm sure there's people in this meeting tonight, and you've almost got saved. You're almost through. 
You know that you're not saved. You know that you need to be. You know that you're not right with God. And you know the Lord loves you so, 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 so much. And you've ever been in meetings and the Spirit of God has come near. And the weight of his presence has been real. And you're almost through. And you've turned and you've went away. The fear of man that bringeth the snares. Taking you again. Afraid of the family, afraid of the friends, afraid of the home, and you're almost through, and the opportunity has come and it's gone. Someone's knocked on your door, give you a track, somebody in the open air, friend that witnesses for you, a mother that's wept for you for night and day. Even this meeting tonight, too. I believe there'll be men and women that will stand before the Lord, and the Lord will open the book. And it'll be so, so real. And it'll just be like you're in the meeting all over again. I remember that man saying that. I remember. But the opportunity came and it's gone. And now you're standing alone before the Almighty with the eyes of fire and his face from whom the earth and the heaven fled away and there's nowhere to run. And the books are open. Another book will be there. Not only the books of the law and the books of deeds and the books of opportunity, the book of life will be there. There's three ways that you can live your life. Take that little word life and you'll take it and you can live your life with the word I, all about me. I, 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 I. You can live your life as an if, I, if, if. I'll get saved if the Lord does this. If the Lord heals me, if the Lord gives me a better job, if he gives me a better home, if, and you're still not saved and he's done all of that and a thousand times more. But you can live your life as a lie. L-I-E. Are you living your life as a lie? Friend, let me ask you a wee question. And if you are, are you not tired of it? You're not tired of the front? You're not tired of the show? You're not tired of trying to play along and Please, everybody, and trying to pretend, friend, whatever you do tonight, just be honest with God. God, He knows. He's not here to beat you tonight. He's not here to make a fool of you tonight. He'd love to see you. He doesn't want you to be here. And the books are opened, and every man was judged out of those books according to his deed. Now, I want you to come with me just for a moment into the very throne room of heaven. Just for one moment. You've heard about this day before from our brother here and other preachers. And you've maybe put it off and you end up dying in your sin and now it has actually come. You're here. And see the great white throne. From whose face the heavens and the earth fled away, and there was found no place for them. And the dead, small and great, stand before God, and you're there. 